So I want to take the time to kind of rationalize out my initial reaction to the Joker trailer that dropped last week and then kind of explain how after a second, third viewing, I've had a bit of a change of heart, but I want to go over kind of my own personal history with DC, Joker, Batman, as those who know me, um, Batman is probably my favorite franchise of them all. When I was a kid, um, we would go to, we would take the drive, I would get dropped off at my grandmother's house, and my sister would go and get piano lessons. And my grandma had different television stations than we did. And at the time, there was a tremendously retro lineup on that was like Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Genie, and the 1960s Adam West Batman was part of that lineup. Um, I'm not sure if that's what sparked it or first got Batman in my head. I know I have some very old comics and even my quilt curtains and wallpaper were DC comics. So I'm not sure if that was just a parental choice and it's just stuck with me that I became a DC fan over Marvel in my teens and later years. Um, But Definitely first impressions in my brain of cinematic um, television, cartoon, whatever. Um, My first impression is definitely, speaking of the Joker, Cesar Romero. And he was the tremendously campy, goofy, and the scenarios that they would put Batman and Robin in were meant to be harmful but it was in such a campy um non-threatening you knew they were going to escape sort of way and of course it was for network television so it was never very menacing so he maintained the campiness but his his look i loved he looked great um i love that they had to put white makeup over his mustache because he refused to shave for the role but he was so good he had the laugh he had the characteristics and wardrobe wardrobe did an amazing job and so as far as I can remember that's my first impressions of the Joker and kind of still speaks volumes to what I enjoy of the character um Moving further into when I was in high school, the first Tim Burton film came out, and of course that's Jack Nicholson's um, huge role. He was the main name on the posters, not the guy playing Batman, Um, and they went with more of a... Um, mobster like you knew his name was Jack you knew he was kind of an asshole mobster that was trying to take over even before he had aspirations of taking out um, Jack Palance's character that 
was the crime boss and he had already kind of had some of the men working for him and not for the boss and he was more of a crime family joker um it was a movie so they were allowed to do a few more sinister things and have him actually flat out kill people um i at the time i loved it and it was the newest version of the joker and i enjoyed it for what it was and in retrospect of the four kind of batman movies in a row there it's probably the best um the schumacher ones don't even really stick out to me but jack's version of the joker was just more about the actor and not about the character and so when i look back it's not even one of the first things that i reference it was well done it put batman on the map it was dark and had that very the dark knight kind of gritty feel to it um but you still feel that burton kind of had his kind of um style to the film and i enjoyed them but like i said it's i really have zero desire to rewatch them um and then kind of moving on into the early 90s, what I consider still to this day the best um, cartoon um, representation of any comic book, we got Batman the Animated Series. And I think those shows from that into Superman into Justice League, I feel they took voice casting tremendously seriously. Um, Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne, Batman, like when I think in a Batman voice or in Batman tones and how he kind of flips a switch and there's a distinct bubbliness to his voice when he's Bruce and there's just the brooding growly Batman voice um, and of course they hired Mark Hamill as the Joker and to this day the way they wrote him and just the way he reads it is amazing if you ever see there's YouTube videos of him in the sound booth and he's actually quite animated even though you don't ever get to see him right he's his arms are moving and he's into what he's saying and he's putting a lot of effort into um being the joker and for what i when i think joker like i said that's one of my big two is mark hamill's representation and all those years before they did um, 7, 8, and 9 for the Star Wars movies, I truly believe that um, being a child of that era, that at the end of the day, um, I would remember Mark Hamill as the Joker and not Luke Skywalker. So that's, to me, how powerful his version of the Joker is. Um, which, And then after that, he kept reprising the role, I think, they had him come back even in the last few years here to do The Killing Joke, which is one of the biggest Batman stories ever told. And um, Hamill came back just because that is such a pinnacle Batman story. And to have him voicing the Joker, just it felt right. 
And now if they choose, if he chooses never to do it again, they can hand it off to someone else, but it'll never just have that same feeling. And then, but as far as live action, there was a huge gap for Batman and just, um, the Joker in live action form as a whole. And then we got the Christopher Nolan films and we were blessed, um, with Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. Um, once again, writing gets a lot of the credit of it, but, um, my favorite version of him, and we'll get into that with the newest one. Uh, my favorite version of the Joker is like it doesn't have to be the the acid accident per se, like they have in the 1989 version, or even in the comics. That's kind of become the mainstay when he was the Red Hood, and he was a two bit hood, and he fell into the chemicals, but no one ever saw who was under that mask. Um, the Ledger version doesn't go that deep. It just flat out has him constant. Like, he is so crazy in that version that he'll be like, oh, I was a plumber, I had a wife, a kid. and then, But then he'll, the next time he reminisces, you honestly, and that's the beauty of it to me, is you don't know if he is so crazy crazy that he's lying and is wants to mess with you or if he realistically doesn't know um where he came from and so like does he wake up every day and his memories are completely different is he a different person every time in his brain and it's so fractured right or um is he just messing with people and is he a genius and I've always loved that version of him and the Heath Ledger version he he plays on that quite well um with his do you know where I got these scars story and it's quite brilliant um I think he plays the role damn near perfectly as you can for live action um the where am I going to hide the pencil trick where he then violently smashes the guy's head down into the pen- pencil and then he's like ta-da like to me that's the joker like there's there's the insanity there's he looks like a clown but it's not by his choice and he's crazy and he, but he will kill and do things that are completely out of left field and it instills this level of fear that almost you feel like the henchmen are with him out of fear, not because he's this grand leader and um, has a great plan to move things forward, like someone like Razel Ghoulwood or even like Two Face or Riddler, where they're intelligent. Joker's just, he's the exact opposite of Batman. For every bit of control Batman wants, the Joker is just the complete opposite. And he's perfect that way and I truly like once again in retrospect the the Nolan movies are good they're their own little everyone likes to throw around the term like Elseworld um that's DC's line of comics where it's not canon and it's just kind of a nice spin on the story right and that's just where I put the Chris Nolan films it's a cool take on Batman um they picked great actors for the majority of it um 
the third one was pretty weak, in my opinion, with Bane. I feel like they kind of didn't really have a direction or grabbed what was a cool story from the 90s and just kind of did something. And he had a his own overarching vision for what he wanted Batman to become. And it just, it doesn't line up with what I want, but when you look at the box office, it was incredible, right? So, obviously, it it spoke to a kind of a new vision of Batman and how he operated in this new century. Um, that brings us up to, I'm going to skip over the Gotham version as I don't watch the show intently. Once again, it falls in that whole kind of, elseworldly feeling for me um so i haven't dove right in i watched a bit of it and i don't mind it um but it's just it's not on the top of my list for batman type things that i can dive into like and it kind of bugs me because i've always enjoyed that batman is a street level character like he's fighting humans like superpowers rarely come into it and it's excellent storytelling about the the Falcons and all the different crime families and then you have Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Bullock and all the people that are kind of like underneath him Renee Montoya and um, it's a testament to the great writing at least in my mind in the 90s where they took the time to develop a lot of these characters who later on became bigger players in the overall kind of DC universe so I'll bring it right up to the news trailer um upon first watch I didn't enjoy it because my initial reaction is uh, it's gonna be the because I don't like when he has a name so my initial knee-jerk reaction was like I'm not gonna like this and so I kind of like just turned it off in my brain my my reaction would be and kind of didn't allow any positives to seep in so now I've gone back I've rewatched it I've kind of given it his chance and just like let's see what they can do with this character because realistically Batman's been around for, for well Detective I think just released number 1000 right so it's a big deal and um so I watched it again and kind of just was open-minded to another person's take on um, the most important Batman villain there is. And um, I did enjoy it a lot more the second time around. I was more open-minded. Um, it definitely has a lot more, like, kind of, instead of it's an accident, it drove him mad, and he wants revenge, or he's crazy and, has, and he's just chaos, right? Like, you can... Uh, and I think the trailer does a good job of kind of laying out like over time this man has these influences that are corrupting him and creating what in the end becomes the Joker and it's more about the journey and it's not just this quick like slap on label that oh he is the result of a chemical accident and so I do enjoy that, that they're making a movie pretty much dedicated to, like, how we got from a man to 
the Joker and the things that need to happen to him to get him to that point because the Joker, like I said, is an extreme character and he's if they get him to that point in the end, he is the epitome of chaos and unpredictability. Um, it does look great. It looks modern. Um, I haven't kind of... I'll have to rewatch again just to see if they kind of nail Gotham City. But I feel like the last few ventures have pretty much nailed that on perfectly. Um, and just, he seems more creepy as time goes on. I don't know if they go out of their way to find specific clips that show him very frail and just bony and looks almost malnourished and just creepy. Like, he's more Pennywise when you look at him when he's finally in the makeup walking around after he's dyed his hair green and he's embraced being the Joker. Um, It's definitely more creepy, eerie, suspenseful from what they've built up in this trailer as opposed to what I was raised on, which was the clown prince of crime version that was more wacky, especially like the Mark Hamill version because it was a cartoon and also like the Cesar Romero version where he was just more zany and wacky and crime kind of spun out of it because he was unpredictable. So I've changed my heart or at least until another trailer comes out and I'm optimistic. Um, Shazam, I believe just came out. So DC's trying to make an honest effort of this and keep things on a roll. Um, they've done a good job rolling out TV shows for characters that aren't the mainstays, like the A character. So it's cool to see like Titans and Doom Patrol and even someone like Black Lightning, who is only a, a side player in the outsiders like it's cool to see that they're they're making an effort to at least kind of keep up with because marvel's just pumping stuff out right and so it's exciting to see the people that i read in the 80s and 90s getting like live action representations and just um to kind of see what the modern spin is on it right because i am a little bit older so i remember more of this like probably the end of the Silver Age into the Modern Age. And it's nice to see kind of um, a polished, up, up-to-date version of these characters. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, at Connor Savage on Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, and let me know what you think of what I think of the Joker.